Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey guys, it is Sam, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we have special guest Kayla Jansen, who is a mover and a shaker and dynamic woman, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. She is originally from Belgium and had a dynamic start to her life, moving from Tokyo to Hong Kong and London all before university. Since dance was the only constant and way to make friends, she continued to find new dance schools and train. Her influences and styles from around the world has made her choreography just as diverse. As a choreographer, Kayla is dedicated to making music visual, creating feelings, vibes, and dynamic movement catered to each project. Her dance credits include Jessie J and Ariana Grande, Adidas, Disney's Camp Rock 2, UK Tour, T-Mobile, Hip Hop International, Bart Baker, Millennium Dance Complex, Choreographers Carnival, Club Jeté, Dance On, and so much more. Kayla teaches regular classes and private lessons at Millennium Dance Complex and travels yearly back to Europe for master classes and intensives. You guys, this woman is amazing and I can't wait for you to jump right in. Welcome. That is a mouthful. <laughs> it totally is a mouthful, but it's amazing. It means you've lived a full out life. Um, but let's let's like get into your LA experience. So with your background growing up, bouncing around different countries, always being the new girl, how has that affected or how does that show up today when you're auditioning in LA with hundreds of women for a single job? LA is really kind of made me feel more concrete about who I am, who I am and what I have to offer a huge level of acceptance being like, okay, this is the situation. Um, you know, I still deal with, am I good enough? Am I, did I not get chosen because of X, Y, and Z? Uh, is it because of my look? And it's just, it's this acceptance of if they see me, they see me. I know what I have to offer. Um, a great example is I went for the Christina Aguilera audition a few months ago, there's no way that they're going to hire me. I am exactly like her. I went for the audition just to have fun for shits and giggles because looking at me, I'm another blonde hair, blue eyed, athletic female that has a little bit of an edge and knowing how the industry works and being very well versed in it because of all the rejection. I'm very like, yeah, I feel like I know exactly what's going on in your head. Um, I knew that they weren't even going to look twice at me, but I went into it knowing that and finding this acceptance and not being mad at the situation, but just being like, cool, this is the way that it works. I can't work against it. And now that um, more auditions are coming up, it's it, again, like I can't control the way that I look. I, I can, can, can bleh, bleh, words. <laughs> I can control what I can control. And that is image, believe it or not. I know we're in a very image, uh, image heavy entertainment industry. And as long as I commit to that, that's totally fine. So I can control my image, what my body looks like, social media, website. And I've kind of always gone into this being like, that's all strong. If people look me up, they know exactly what they're going to get. I can't control if they need me for the job or not. 
Mm, and I, that is so like, good. Hands up, just being like, if you need me, you need me. You know, I'm gonna. Everyone in in LA is talented. That's one of my biggest realizations here is everyone's talented. Everyone's good for the job, but it's persistence and like the business side of dance that not everybody's so good at. So tell me more about the business side of dance. And I think this is going to be fascinating for people that are non-dancers because this is just like such this magical, weird world. Um, but what do you, what do you mean by that? As much as we are, you know, physically moving around and we make things look really cool and sexy and, and um, there's a lot of training behind that. I think what was so great about me growing up in a family that I am the black sheep of the family. Um, nobody else is really creative. My sister is a PhD sports, sports biomechanic, biomechanist. So she works with athletes, Olympic athletes. My brother is much more, you know, in the desk job. Uh, he works, you know, he was kind of in the entertainment industry for a while, but again, like management and record labels, my dad's in finance. So when it came to like being a creative, they were very real with me being like, control what you can control. So what you can control is, do you have a website? Can people still find you and know your quality of work without, um, without seeing you in person or without Instagram? Ooh. Yeah. You know, so that's always kind of been on my mind. So again, the things you can control, your website, your YouTube, posting videos, uh, is your social media looking strong? Uh, are you going to events, this and that? So do people still know who you are and what you can bring to the table, how you make them feel, all that stuff without having to like, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard to explain. I'm trying to find the right words for it. But I'm still going to go back to control what you can control. And it's that is the business side of dance because now with social media, everyone is a professional dancer, which is amazing. It's given so many more people opportunities, but that also means that now at auditions, instead of 200 girls, there are 600 girls that need a job for, for dancers. So as long as you can give them something extra and, and they look at you and they're like, oh, she knows what she's doing. That's the best way to, to translate that over to them. And that's also what comes into your confidence. A lot of people don't feel strong with their headshots or strong with their resume, but as long as that is on point all the time, you really can just focus on your talent and just, hey, if you need me, you need me, I got it. And if you need me on set tomorrow, I'm ready to go. So this idea of having that stuff prepared and having that stuff at a high level gives you confidence to be able to walk in and not worry about it. And I think that that relates to so many other aspects of life of, you know, if I'm eating well, that's going to give me confidence in showing up in my relationship or showing up in my job, whether you're a dancer or not, because you know, you're taking care of yourself. You're controlling what you can control. And I just, I think that's a really good parallel is, you know, there are so many things in our lives that we cannot control. So many things. I mean, other people's judgments, other people's thoughts, other people's actions. We can't do anything about that. So it's like, how do you take care of yourself, your being and your mind and your everything so that you can show up without that added anxiety? Because I think with confidence, it, it reduces the anxiety. It reduces the stress, or at least you can put all that energy towards doing something proactive for yourself um, rather than like the stress of, you know, oh shit, I don't have my, I don't have my headshot or this is like a headshot from five years ago. And you're not, 
an accurate representation of yourself. And I feel like that shows up for people when they go to job interviews, when they're going on a first date, even. Oh my God. It's like, oh, I don't have, I think, I think auditions are like a first date because you have to go in not really, you know, showing who you are. If you like it, you like it. Great. But I'm going to show the best version of myself without looking desperate. Like pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm great. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Yes. An interesting fact is I've never booked a job or an agent or had an agent sign me through an audition. No way. I have only, so my, uh, I moved to LA six years ago. I got an agent within six months, which is actually pretty quick because this sounds so funny. I have a tight package. Let's say when I send out my emails, I have the photos, the resume, the website, the, the, this, the, the, this. So there's nothing that they can get back at me being like, well, you need to work on this and work on this. And I, again, I now have an acting agent because of the same thing. I'm not interested in acting, but commercials need dancers now. And it's, you know, real people. I've never auditioned for an agent. It was just very much like, this is what I have to offer. And they can see exactly who I am and that they don't have to worry about me. They know I'm still going to go out and hustle and go out and network and self-submit. And that's the problem is there are a lot of people that think, well, the agent is going to get me work. It's like, no, the agent's job is to get you in the room. It's your job to book the job. I'm I'm seeing like so many parallels to this dating thing too, because (laughs) it's like no man, I mean, I shouldn't speak for men, but from, from my perspective, it's like no man wants this woman that's just like, take care of me. I am a mess. I need, I need a hero to come in and save me. No, like a healthy man wants you to have your shit together or some idea of how you're going to keep it together, your own goals, your own vision, your own money, your own everything. And that's going to be attractive. Totally. Well, with the right person, because we all know those relationships that are a little bit more unhealthy that, that, you know, there's a lot in them. Yes. We know this. (laughs) I'm like, I know this very personally. Um, but again, it's, it's like, it's showing up. I love that. Having, having a tight package. You're like, I got it. I'm checking this stuff up. And there's a lot of ownership in that. Like you're not sitting back taking a passive role. You're like, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to create an amazing career. So what can I do to get myself in that space? I want to create abundant finances. I want to create the beautiful dream relationship that I want. Like we have the power to do that. And I think so often we get um, caught up in either you know, these limiting beliefs or other people's judgments or these fears that make us feel like we can't do those things that we want. or We can't create what we want in our life. And I keep asking myself when I get into those places where there is self-doubt, don't, don't get me wrong. Self-doubt still happens. I think it, it happens in cycles. Like things might happen. My neighbor's waving at me. He's like, what are <laughs> you doing? Hey. Um, Hi neighbor. Hey, we get into cycles of it where you're, you're you know, jobs are coming in, you're killing it or interviews are happening, or you're going on a lot of like dates or someone's. And then when it starts to like plateau out, don't start to doubt yourself. It's more like start asking new questions. And when you start asking your questions of what will people think if I do this or that, you have to ask yourself, why does that even matter? If what I do affects those people, how do they actually, how are they affected by the decisions that I'm going to make? Um, I think a good example of that is I'm kind of going through a transitional period, which is what we were kind of talking about before we got started today. 
I decided to, I had a side hustle as well as like the auditions and, and classes and the jobs. I was still working at a bar for the last five years, three days a week. And things were going in the right direction of where I wanted them to go that I was like, okay, I'm, I think it's time for me to give up this thing that I did because I had to in order to do the things I want to do, right? It funded a lot of the, you know, the, the creative aspect of me. However, the moment that I gave it up, it's been radio silent for four months. I haven't had one audition. I think I had about one audition in about three months. No jobs were coming in. One of my private clients decided to take a step back. So that was a monthly income that went away. So I'm, that self-doubt definitely crept up on me. Why did I make this decision? Should I go back to serving people and telling them about all the Belgian beers that we have on tap on this rotating tap every day? And I just, I, there was just this self-belief being like, it has to work out because I feel like I have to go through this in order to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, so in order to push my career forward, I started writing down things being like, I'm just going to start reaching out to people. I need people to know where I want my career to go. Cause how are they going to, how are they going to expect, how can I expect them to know where I want to go? If I don't voice it, they probably think I'm okay with just teaching these classes when I know I want my career to be working with artists, creating movement for stage, ultimately creative directing a whole stage show because I want to make music visual, which is what you, you know, it's in my bio. I just love this idea of making people's music visual in front of them. And the thing that was stopping me before is because I didn't want to come across as desperate. And I, that's what was stopping me. I'm like, but who cares? I'm like, these people know me personally. They take my classes. There's something about my classes where they show up every week. So I started asking my higher profile clients. And when I say high profile, they're, they're well-known actresses or actors, casting agents. Just reached out to them being like, hey, these are my plans. If you can introduce me to anybody, I would love that. Also, I teach private lessons. Where's the shame in that? And for some reason, I was stopping myself because I can do it. My, I think it's like this, this, this survival mode of, no, I can do it myself. I don't need any help. But the thing is, I'm not asking for help. I'm just letting them know, putting it out there. So that was a little bit of a self-doubt thing, but something I just had to suck up and do. And that's what I've been doing the last three weeks. <laughs> that's, that's huge. And, and, you know, I think there's like so many things I want to touch on in there. Mm -hmm. A, I think sometimes we make a big choice and I'm all for removing things from your life that will allow space for the next thing to come in. So I'm applauding yeah. you a for taking that leap because I know financially it's scary in LA. I mean, it's probably scary anywhere to take away an income stream, but Let's knowing like $1,500 hit a month that I was taking if full mm -hmm. that's rent. Yeah. That's my yeah. rent. That's my overhead. Yeah. I get yeah. that. And so then you know, to then continue to have faith, even when everything dries up and there is no audition and there are no offers that I feel like that is like the universe testing you being like, are you sure you want this? Because yeah. I think that I really do think that the universe throws you, thank God, whatever you believe in throws you obstacles and challenges to be like, how bad do you want this? Mm -hmm. How, how long are you willing to endure this discomfort to really get what you want? And I think at this point where we're at in our age, in our jobs, like 
you have to have endurance to make it this far. You've, you've got to have endurance, both physically and emotionally. I'm going to say more emotionally and mentally than physically. Because physically, 100%. we're dancers. We got it. We're fine. <laughs> like, we got PTs for the, for the physical stuff. But the emotional endurance is major. And so I want to also applaud you for that, for that patience for those multiple months. But I think that there's really something strong and powerful in here about declaring what it is you want declaring to yourself, to your journal, to your friends, to the people that can support you that this is what, this is what I'm going to cause and create. Because if you're not able to say that out loud, if you're never going to be able to call it in, like there is a sense of vulnerability that you have to show up and say, Mm -hmm. this might be crazy, but you know what? I'm going for this because until you do that, it's just this little daydream inside your head. But once you put it down on paper, once you declare it and you tell the world, then those juices start flowing and then those things start to move. And it was literally in this time, like in your last three weeks that I was like, Hey, Kayla, we should get on a, we should get on a podcast. We should talk about stuff. And I was not question. I don't want to put a negative spin on it. I was just questioning more like, what else can I do? Because the reason this conversation started coming up when, when, when you're starting to ask yourself, why am I limiting my, why am I not, why am I not reaching out to people? Start asking yourself why, because I like that idea of being vulnerable and people want, people want to help. They do. They don't know how they can help if you don't communicate that with them. Again, like I said, people thought I was fine because on social media, I'm posting photos. I'm in class every day. So they probably think I'm set. But by saying it out loud, I think you're right. I mean, I'm not really much of a writer or a reader. I'm very much of a communicator. I speak. I, I like to be surrounded with people and kind of talk about things and get inspired by them. That's how that works out for me. So I I agree with you that you have to say it out loud. And as much as I believe in the universe and this and that, I also like setting it's, it's, you know, putting it out into the universe and things will happen. It's more because people do want to help and people want to be part of your journey. And if you are a good human and you are authentic to who you are, people want to see you thrive. So they're going to do what they can to help. I mean, I think I sent out, between Instagram DMs and text messages and emails, about 150 people in the last two weeks is I just even the one director I worked on set with three years ago when my hair was purple, who still follows me on social media. I was just like, Hey, these are my plans. And they're like, awesome. You're on the top of our list anyway. So it's like, Oh, I had no idea. So there's also like, I think I had about like a hundred percent success rate when I messaged people just letting, Hey guys, these are my ideas. Um, if you can think of anybody you want to introduce me to, I would love that. Blah, 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 blah. The, the stressful thing now is I just have to let it, I cannot follow up because there's a really fine line between persistence and desperation and I'm being persistent. However, if you keep staring at your phone and you kind of have like fake small talk with people, then you're crossing over into the, the desperation mode. You put it out there, you planted the seed, now find something else to push forward in order to like get your mind off of like, how many DMs did I get? Did anybody respond back to me? Yeah, well, and it's that, that other side of taking action. Yeah. What else can you do? How can, how can you tighten your package? Like I I'm, I'm love that little phrase. I'm gonna start <laughs> using that. But it's like, what else, what else can I do? If I want to feel successful, if I want to feel abundant, I did, I did the vulnerable thing. I reached out. I asked for support. I asked for connections. I asked for that. 
but now how else and where else in my life can I feel support, uh, feel supported and abundant. And I want to get in that mode of receiving. So where else can I do that? So I'm like, I see you going to the gym and I'm like, yes, she's going to the gym. She's taking care of herself. And that's just another way to feel good in your body, to feel good about your life. Let the endorphins flow. And then you're continuing to build this positive energy. And that also, I feel like attracts people to you as well. Me going. So I am now on the F45 train, which, uh, if you don't know about it, it's, it's so great. I'm, I'm such a fan. And it's funny cause it's not the cheapest thing in the world. However, I'm still finding a way that on top of my overhead, even though I'm not financially in the best place right now and I am struggling, I'm still finding a way I have to go every day. It is, it's my meditation. And for me, and another thing that I figured out is meditation doesn't need to be um, alone in a room with your eyes closed. It, for me, it's whatever you are so present in the moment that you do not think about anything else. So that can be um, a high intensity interval training that can be a yoga class that can be your walk in the morning that can be the hike whatever it is for you to kind of make you wake up physically and mentally so for me it was like I need that I'm also seeing changes in my body which makes me more confident in my auditions which makes me a better dancer and I'm stronger and physically my endurance is better because I'm lifting weights and I'm like oh okay I'm still finding what's important and I'm still finding a way to still pay for all of this because, it, yeah, I guess it is a way of self-care. It's so funny when people think self-care, they think facials, massages, you know, but no, self-care is whatever you need in order to meditate, release, focus. And for me, it's my focus. It's my moving meditation. It's, I just went this morning before I saw you. I was like, do I need to look pretty for this? Because I just came from F45 and you, I just burnt 600 calories in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So how else are you taking care of yourself in knowing that you're in this space of transition? Because people ask me all the time, they're like, how do I move through transition, especially things that are challenging? How do I move through it? How do I take care of myself? And I love that you're working out. It's your moving meditation. How else are you taking care of yourself, um, either spiritually, physically, emotionally to keep you moving on the right trajectory. I am spending a lot of time alone. Um, you know, I teach my classes. I teach, mm -hmm. let's say 150 people a week. Um, so after class is when I notice that I feel really drained. I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely a, an extroverted introvert. I love people. I love, of, you know, being, surrounded by people and, and being the energy that I bring into the room because my class is meditation for other people. Sure is. In the class, like, you know, like the people have to be so present and so what's going on, but I'm also guiding 50 people per class. And I really noticed that after that, I have to take some time alone. My, my thing that I do is I take myself out to, out to lunch dates. Um, I, I, you know, after, um, there was, Last week I taught at a high school, so they're not dancers. So that was really tough for me, you know, fresh freshmen, high schoolers, you know, they're too cool for school. They're still trying to figure out their place in the world. I taught three classes of an hour and a half back to back. Whoa. Five kids in each class still trying to get to know each other. I was so spent afterwards. As much as I wanted to go out and have a glass of wine with some girlfriends that I haven't seen, I was like, I need to be alone and just have white noise around me. So for me, my self-care is spending time alone, 
and eating food. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. I I think it's great. I think it's great. (laughs) Just like a little lunch date. I usually go to the Mendocino Farms. It's down in Studio City. That just I love Mendocino. I get the Studio (laughs) Farm salad. You guys, if you're not in California, when you visit California, you need to go to Mendocino Farms. It's all like locally grown and organic and amazing and delicious. <laughs> I'm working my way through the menu. So it's like a weird little challenge. I'm like, well, I had that with chicken. So let me try, you know, so it's just taking that time. Even if I have to wait in line during the lunch hour rush for an hour, I'm still there because I need this time to wind down. I'm not even looking at my phone because I know I got a bunch of messages and I will find that time to reboot and then continue forward. Yeah. So it's so- just a little thing that I do here and there. Like I, I have been spending a lot of time alone because I get easily influenced by other people. And I think it's from stemming back to me always moving around and being the new girl is I always wanted to fit in as a kid. So when people tell you things like, Oh, this girl's really cool. Oh, you don't want to go to that class. You're like, okay, well, as I got older, I realized, listen to yourself, listen to your intuition. So if I'm around too many other people too often that are very strongly opinionated, I start soaking in those opinions sometimes So I realized the more time I spend alone, I'm actually getting stronger in my vision, in my ideas, and just in my um, physicality of doing things, being like, I want to do this right now, and I physically do it, and I usually get so much more done alone. Mm, I can so relate to that. I I definitely recharge alone, and I wonder if it is something about in teaching and training that you do put out so much energy, um, that needing to recharge without the influence of others, I think is really interesting. And the idea that you get more connected to your vision, more connected to your intuition without the noise of other people, even if their people are amazing, they're taking time for that. I think that's such a great tip for people, especially moving through transition or, or trying to up-level their life, that giving themselves space and time. Um, I even know that sometimes when I drive home from teaching, after being in a loud studio with loud music and tons of energy, I will drive home in silence. Like just the silence to be able to hear my own breath, like that is so calming and amazing to me. Um, But then even, even beyond that, scheduling in the time to be by yourself, to reconnect. Um, you brought up social media and you do have a big social media following and you're very active on there. How do you navigate social media? Is it, do you see it as business? Do you see it as personal? What, what are those lines for you and how do you navigate this social media world? So interesting. I have just stopped caring. That's basically what (laughs) in the beginning when, again, I moved here being like, okay, great. I need my photos already and my, my resume and my social media. So there was a time, I've been here now six years, there was a time where I did focus more my social media on the business side because dancers are getting booked from their social media. I think there's about yes, two, sure casting, there's two casting agencies that book a lot for music videos that ask, you know, they book on social media. They, they only post on, on that and then, you, you know, they, you find out that it's the new Billie Eilish music video and then, you know, I could have submitted for that, but of course I'll never tell you what it was. So there is an element of, it is my business card. I want people to, it's so funny because I feel like I'm so personal on it as well. So I found this really interesting balance between, yes, it's business, but I'm getting more response, the more real I am and the less I'm caring. Of course, I don't care in a positive way in the sense of I'm not overthinking it. I like this photo, looks cool, I'm just gonna post it. Or 
I'm proud of this video. I'm just going to post it. And I don't think I have, I mean, everybody has haters, but I don't really get negative comments. People kind of what you said at the beginning, people can kind of get an idea of who I am just through social media. But I, I don't know how I found it, but I found a really good balance of showing my personality on the business side. And that is honestly just listening to my intuition. And that became stronger by spending more time alone and exercising. Listening to your intuition is like a muscle in the sense of if you're trying to make a creative choice in anything, listen to your intuition because that voice might be quite quiet. Try it. Get that feedback for yourself because the more you start listening to that intuition, the stronger that voice is going to be. And so that voice is so strong that if I enjoy something or I think something looks good, I'm more likely to just do it without second guessing if people will enjoy it or if it was a good choice. And the moment that I started tapping into that and exercising the intuition muscle is when people started noticing who I am. That's when I started booking work. The strongest example of that is I booked a pretty big Uber commercial that was on social media. I don't, did you see that? It was so good. I'm, I'm trying like biting my tongue over here. It's so good. I freaking <laughs> love it. That was the first commercial. Like I booked a I booked like a Wiener schnitzel commercial where I'm dancing. I'm a dancing fry chef in the back or, you know, I mean like <laughs> an energy drink commercial, but this was the first commercial hundred percent my face. And I booked it because it was me. And when I was in that casting room and that woman was like, okay, now pretend you're taking a selfie and you're sending it to your boyfriend and you just finished the dopest gig of your life and you have the crowd behind you, go. And that was the first time I booked a job purely because of me completely committing to that moment. And it was me. I didn't act at all. And I still am in touch with that director. And she was like, Kayla, that was like the highest grossing, not grossing, what I would say, highest played commercial for them in the four commercials that they did on social media for uber i also think it has to do because i'm yelling in it the whole time so it catches people's attention <laughs> i'm yelling into the camera so people are like whoa what is this um so there's that element as well but that made me realize i was like i just have to completely listen to my intuition commit to the creative choices that i'm making the more you listen to that the more the stronger these choices become and that's when people are like ah okay we know exactly who that girl is what, what is your vision now moving forward? What, what's your vision for your life? Now that I'm putting it out there and, and now yeah, I can girl, put it out right here, right now. <laughs> I, I know that my life is moving more towards creative direction. Everything that I've done up to now has been exercises of that. The videos that I post, um, because I'm not only creating the choreography, I'm creating the styling, the vibe, the lighting. If you want to know a little insider tip, I have edited all of my own dance videos. Mm, that's amazing. So amazing. <laughs> because I want to know how everything works. I don't just want to create the movement and be like, yeah, bro, here's $200. Can you edit it for me? Because I have an idea of what that full vision looks like that I also want to be part of that process. And it leads to creative direction. I see myself having my own production company, but not necessarily like movies and TV. There are a few choreographers I look up to that have production companies. So that basically means as a choreographer, they have their stylist, their lighting guy, their video, their editor, their makeup. So if Rihanna goes to Hi-Hat, Hi-Hat is a huge choreographer that I look up to. She did all of Missy's Elliot stuff back in the day. Now she has her own production company. 
that any artist can come to me and be like, hey, I have a show at the AMAs next week, go. And I'm like, sweet, I got your team. Because everything I've done until now, I already have my team in my head. All the photo shoots that I've done, all the, the, the times that I've been on set, all the passion projects that I've done myself, I have my people that I love and that I trust and that I know that I can have my craziness with them and they'll totally be on board with it. I even have people in Belgium that I would fly over because I believe in their vision so much and I'm like, I would want you part of my team. In my head, in my head I have my team ready to go. So everything I'm doing now, and this is something, this is what I've reached out to all of um, the 150 people over the last two weeks is, hey guys, I'm doing a lot more choreography for TV and film and I absolutely love it. So if there's anybody that you can introduce me to, because it's not only the movement, but it's the direction of it, you know? And, and I see myself, that's, that's ultimately where I want to go and what, what's happening in the world. <laughs> I, I so see that for you. Like as you're describing this, I'm like, well, of course. Well, yeah. like, why not? Yes, this all makes sense. Like, this does not seem like a stretch to me. This does not seem like, whoa, whoa Kayla. Like, no, this is like, well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and so, it, yes, yes. And, and what I think is so fascinating, too, is that you're like, I already have my team. And I think that that is a really unique thing that we're gathering not only experiences, but we're gathering people as we move through our path, whether it's your relationship path, your career path, your, just your life path, you're gathering all of these little gems and all of these things are going to lead you into that next thing. And so it's the connection that you made with the director from three years ago. That's going to lead to the next thing that you're going to be like, Oh, well, I already have my makeup artist and my stylist from this job. And I think that there's beauty in that. It, it, you know, I know everyone's like, Oh, there's beauty in the journey. It's not about the destination. But this is the beautiful example of how you really are picking out those gems from your journey to just lead you to this next step. And I don't feel like this is like a giant vision that's down the road. I feel like this is just like your stepping stone into this next big thing. Yeah. And I, I want to applaud you and I want to honor you because I think that it takes courage to open up about what that vision is. And I think it takes um, a lot of humility to be like, this is where I'm going. I'm not there yet, but this is where I'm going. Totally. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Super important is, yeah, you can, you know, visualization is very huge in dream boards. I don't have any of that. Um, dream boards don't really work for me because I guess I'm more of a realist. I think it's growing up with European parents in Asia that I'm just kind of mm. like, uh, that makes sense. physically do it um, and, and your mind will catch up type of thing. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that also see your vision. And that's also, and, and I keep telling my friends that I have so many friends. This is something that I've actually realized. And I, I told my roommate, who's one of, who's my best friend for like 12 years. I've always put my friends up on a pedestal. I always look up to them. Even you, like I look up to you, you inspire me. Everyone that I have in my life, I look up to and I see their goals as well. It makes sense to me, just like with what you just said. And I think it's also important to surround yourself around people that also fully, fully understand and fully, it makes sense to them where you want to go. Cause you know how sometimes we have that friend that has a little bit of doubt. That's like, yeah, okay. Totally. Surround yourself with people that also see what you see, because I think that helps as well them giving that energy, checking up on you, thinking about you, being like, how did that audition go? Blah, blah, blah. How did the video go? Oh, show me the edit. I know it's not perfect. 
And then, you know, and I think that's really important. That comes along with your team. It doesn't even have to be in your team. It can be your best friend. It can be your other half, whatever it is. Surround yourself with people that also can visualize where your goals are and vice versa, that you have friends that you support. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I know that I have certain friends that I can't talk about my bigger picture, my bigger vision, because they're just not quite there yet in their own lives. And they might not they just might not be there for me in that way. Not saying they're bad people, but I've learned, and I think it's really important for other people to learn who, who can support you in that bigger step, in that bigger vision. Doesn't mean that the other friends aren't good for whatever reason, but you need to know your audience and know who you're talking to, especially when you're looking for advice. I, I love that quote. They're like, don't ask for financial advice from someone who's broke. Um, <laughs> so you're like, oh yeah, I need to talk to the, my friends that have the bigger vision. So um, I love, excuse me, I love having you in my sphere, in my social media. I love going to your class because I do, I see that for you and I, I applaud you and I, I just love watching everything that you do. So um, I, I do want to take a moment and just acknowledge how you show up in the dance studio. You inspire so many people to not only, you know, learn some dance moves and be sexy and be cool and, and shake their booty. It was the most terrifying thing I will tell everyone on this podcast that I'm like, I am not a funky person. That no, no. But that's why you go to class. That's why, you know, you have to figure it out. No one in your bedroom, you know, you alone in front of that mirror is going to tell you what works or not. Right. <laughs> you need to go to a studio, feel uncomfortable and go, ah, okay. That did not work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I remember being so terrified of that being like, well, I, I'm a technical dancer and I know how to do this, this, and this, but not that. So you not only provide, you know, the steps and, and the moves, if you will, but also that supportive environment and just the way that you show up in your presence, it really gives everyone permission to step into their own power and step into their own uniqueness and authenticity. So I applaud you for that. I am so excited about your vision. I'm so excited to watch you grow and continue to grow and evolve. And um, I have one more question, but before we get there, I just want to make sure that people can follow you and find you if they want to. So where's the best place for them to do that? So my... Full name is Kayla Jansen, J-A-N-S-S-E-N, the very Belgian way. It's like the most common Belgian name ever. Uh, you can find me on social media. All of my social media handles is K-K Jans, K-K-J-A-N-S. Um, and I'm on all of them. I'm on all of them. So there's always, you can Google my name, you can find me. Uh, I'll be we'll there. find you. I controlled that. I controlled that. Oh, look at that. Look at that tight package. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last question is, and you're a dancer, so you already know the definition. If someone were to ask you, Kayla, how do I live my life full out? What would you tell them? To live your life full out means that you do what you want in the moment by what your intuition is telling you to do. And then to forgive yourself afterwards, if it's right or wrong, mm. you know, completely commit to the moment creative decision, uh, romantic decision, whatever it is, just fully commit to that choice, right or wrong, whatever happens, happens. And if it's wrong, forgive yourself because that's what you felt at that moment and it was the right decision at that moment. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. 
If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.